Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, how you doing today? We are doing our Monday expert series and here we have estate planning attorney, Rylas Dana. How you doing, buddy? Hi, doing great. Glad to be back. Yeah, thank you. This is, this is now your time spot, 9 a.m. every Monday. Uh, you can count on it. It will happen. Uh, this should be fun. All right. I, I feel so privileged. I've, I've been a fan for a long time. I love watching all the, the content. So it's nice being able to share my voice as well. Yeah, we appreciate you. I, I always get asked to have an attorney on. So thank you for reaching out and doing all of this. Uh, what we're doing this week with all my experts is all my experts are going to be talking about what could surprise us to the downside. So a lot of my experts are, you know, you know, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, you as an estate planner, I thought what we would talk about is just, hey, what happens if you don't have an estate plan? I think that is a downside that really why estate planning attorneys exist. And then the second one is, hey, okay, great. Five, 10, 12, 15 years ago, you had an estate plan, but you know what? Life has changed. You, you may have had a divorce uh, or you, uh, maybe you're a widow. You have a new family, other kids. And if you don't update it, you could be in for some pretty nasty surprises. So those are the two things that I thought about when I thought about our conversation. Happy to go to a third but why don't you talk about, give us a taste for, hey, you know what? If you don't have an estate plan, this is kind of, not having a plan is actually having a plan. Yeah, yeah, it is. That, that, that is a plan. So um, I was listening to the, the financial news this morning and mm -hmm. heard you bring that up, you know, talking about, you know, kind of the downside, you know, what things could happen. And what I thought of for my, for my planning, for my background as an estate planner, um, I was thinking back to the weird time, I think it was 2010, that okay. weird year when the estate tax went away for a little bit. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back the next yep. Day. yep. And the reason I started thinking about that is because you mentioned that um, you said that you hadn't seen anything regarding 1031 exchanges going away or messing with bases. Mm -hmm. And my, my perspective as a planner, I remember what a nightmare it was in 2010 because a lot of people didn't keep good track of their bases, right? Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't have good records of what um, all their assets were because they're planning on getting a step up in bases upon death. Got it. But, but in that weird year 2010, the estate tax, I think you could choose either not to have estate tax and you only have like a million dollars of step up in bases, or you could... Um, I don't know. This is like right when I started as an attorney, right, right when I was coming out. So it's a little bit fuzzy. I just remember it was weird because <laughs> you could choose the tax treatments. And I remember it was a nightmare because a lot of people didn't have good records. Yeah. So what I wanted to say is just, you know, kind of, you know, in protecting the downside is just making sure that your, you know, that your estate plan is up to date. And then also just your accounting, you know, if you have rentals and, and assets like that, Mm -hmm. Make sure you have good records of your basis, which means, um, you know, the, the purchase price plus improvements. Yep. Yeah. 
the other thing, the other thing I, I actually remember that 2010 year, the thing I remember about the estate taxes, and again, not an attorney, it rarely hits my radar, but I seem to recall the owner of the New York Yankees. Yep. I forget his name, but he died Steinbrenner. like Steinbrenner. Yeah. He died in the right year and his sons were able to pick up the Yankees. I don't know. I, yeah. I remember that being, Oh my God, the guy died in the right year. I remember that headline. Yeah, I remember Steinbrenner mostly from uh, Seinfeld. That character <laughs> on the Seinfeld that was always right. on there. But uh, yeah, it's better than that. I think his wife died the year before. Okay. So they got to step up and basis on everything. Nice. And then he died the next year. Wow. And then no estate tax. Oh, so, that's what it was. Yeah, the double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're limited on how, on how much uh, you could step up in basis, mm-hmm. but they got the step up right before. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Anyways, I digress. Sorry. But the thing I really wanted to highlight in our conversation, again, not having a plan is having a plan. So can you just paint a vision for someone? Hey, you know what? Maybe you've got a million bucks in real estate or 2 million. You don't have an estate plan. You know, let's assume they have a, a significant other. They have a couple of kids. Uh, you know what? Let's actually make it a little grander. Let's, let's say they have, they've had, they've been married twice. And, and both spouses are still living and you have one kid in each relationship. Just paint a vision of what happens if you don't have a plan um, in, in that scenario. And if you want to change the variables, go ahead. But I just want people to realize not having an estate plan is having a plan. Right. Here's something, I, I like the scenario that you set up. Here's something devastating that I see quite a bit. So, um, so second relationship, they each have kids from a prior relationship. And then, you know, maybe they have assets from the prior relationship, but they buy a house together. Okay. And, you know, living in a house together, um, never get a plan done. They don't want to face the mortality and, you know, realize that they're going to die one day. So they just, you know, never do it or whatever the reason is. And then let's say a husband passes away first. Okay. Wife, you know, thinks that she has that house that they lived in, okay, but no plan. Uh, the legal word for no plan, they call it intestacy. It means mm. no will. Mm. So there's laws. You look at your state law, the Arizona laws of intestacy or California laws. And then that gives you an order of who receives. Okay. So a lot of people believe, you know, if you're married, everything goes to your spouse, which is kind of true. <laughs> But if you have children from a prior relationship, then half of what you have, you know, half of what you acquired during the marriage is going to go to your children. And then the other half goes to your spouse. So let's play this out in real numbers. Let's say the house is worth 400 grand. Let's just say, and it, let's assume it's free and clear just to make it easy. So husband dies, your example, the wife is now has to bury her husband. They have a kid together. It's, it's very emotional, blah, blah, blah. She thinks she has a $400,000 house where in reality, she's now part owner of that because half of that or 200 goes back to his child from the first marriage is what I think you're saying. Yeah. So she's in, she's in my office, you know, mourning the loss of her husband. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I have to break the news and, Oh, by the way, do you have 200,000 to buy out his kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, or if not, yeah. you know, you're going to have to split that with them. Wow. Uh, so, um, so let's just play that out. So again, not happy news, not happy information. How do those things get settled? Because again, I just want people to realize what they're signing up for. So A, you've already talked about it. You can buy them out. In theory, she could get a loan 
for 200 grand, pay the kid off, all good, right? In theory. Right. In theory. Uh, let's say for whatever reason, there's credits bad, can't do it, no income, whatever. At that point, I mean, at that point, could the could the kid from the first marriage in essence say, I don't want it? I don't know what that would be called in legalese, default or whatever. Say, Explain. hey, yeah, is that what it's called? And basically say, no, it's hers. Could, could that happen? Yes, they could. So what are the they, tax consequences of that? Because you're giving up an asset of 200 grand. Is there tax consequences for the heir? Um, depends. Depends no, of course the answer. <laughs> um, usually there's a way that you can do it without, you know, okay. so they're not exercising control. Mm-hmm. But if if um, if those kids are on benefits, you know, state benefits like Medi-Cal or something mm. like that, you know, then they're prohibited from disclaiming it. Oh, wow. I did not know. But they're on certain programs like that, that <sighs> they say that if you're entitled to anything Get and it. you disclaim it, yeah. has the same effect of receiving a gift. Wow. Usually they can. Okay. Question, will they? No, of right? course. Yeah, I'm just trying to paint this picture. Then the other, the other example is no, that kid wants, you know, the, that kid's emotional, feels betrayed or whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. There's my birth. mom, you took my dad away. Yeah. All that stuff, right? You. All the stuff you see in the movies. Um, it probably happens in, I'm sure it happens in real life, uh, but they have no interest and they're like, no, give me my money now. There's a yeah. really good chance that house has to be sold. Yeah. So what, what could happen is those kids, they could start the probate. You know, as, as beneficiaries of that house, they can say, you know what, I, I'm entitled to that. Let's let's get this moving. Wow. Let's, let's, let's get a probate started. So and then force her hand. So they could start the probate. Now, would they do in theory, was that without her knowledge, or would she be notified by the probate attorney as part owner? She'd be notified okay. as so, a beneficiary of the estate as well. So she'd get it a week later or whatever it is. There's time lag, but she would know it's happening. Yeah. But a lot of times what people would do is just try to drag it out. Yeah, Which kids, people? I'll deal with it eventually, eventually. Right. Just whoever's living in the house. Of right? course. Whoever wants they to don't... keep status quo. Wow. And then, you because know, I've been on all sides of it. I've represented sure. the wife and, and the kids, you know. And the kids so, want the money. The wife wants to stay unencumbered, right? Because it, it's, a, it's a big change. Wow. Now, does that, so that was an example of a house. Does it change for savings accounts or money market accounts or uh, maybe how about a how about this? How about a business? Well, let's do the savings and money market stocks first. Is it the same deal? Yeah, those are just a little bit easier to split, you know, because mm-hmm. you can just, you know, yeah. cut them in half. But the house is more devastating because right. yeah, you know, they got to find a new place to live or um, I will about, say this, this is a good plug for real estate investors. Okay. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Working together with real estate investors. So, um, I'll work with, like my friend Pace Morby, who's been on your show. Mm-hmm. He's helped people where they've been in a situation you know, similar to that, and where they've had no credit. You know, yeah. for for whatever reason, they've never you know yeah. paid for anything, or they've had jobs that that yeah. paid in cash, and then here they are. You know, like you know, having to to move, find a new place to live. So, you know, the real estate investor to help find them some, you know, creative offer or, or some option. So, yeah. Hey, folks, if you hear a little dog whining, that is Jimbo. He's been on the channel a bunch. He's 15 and a half. He's got dementia. So he's very fussy. Uh, I'm doing my best to keep him quiet, but I'm afraid you may be hearing him. So that's that's what's going on. And this is him right here. He's cute, isn't he? But he is. He's pretty old. Hi, buddy. 
I'm sorry, you don't feel good. So sorry about that, Rylas. I just wanted to say that because I was afraid he's being picked up on this mic. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about in this scenario, what happens, again, same scenario, you know, kids and, and second relationships. What happens if a business was started in the second relationship, had nothing to do with the first relationship? Is that still at the same kind of risk or is that different? Uh, yeah, similar. So, uh, wow. So here's, so the community property rules means everything that you acquire during the marriage mm -hmm. belongs to the community. Okay. You know, California, Arizona, Nevada, all the states I practice in are community property, but only about 11 out of the 50. Okay. So our non-community property viewers may be like, what? But um, so everything you acquire together belongs to the community. Now, if you have a marital agreement, a prenup, you can opt out of those rules, okay. but assuming there's not one, then then what they look at there's there's two different tests so you know this is this is one of the areas where i've studied three different states that are all community property uh so california i learned prayer and van camp are the cases arizona they're like there's two different rules but they they describe the cases but they don't mention them and then nevada is open that they copy california okay. so but what it deals with was um so you look at how much the business grows. So one of them, I don't remember if it's Prayer or Van Camp, but one of them looks at um, you know, how much the business grew during the life mm -hmm. of the marriage. And was it something passive, kind of like a stock? Yeah. Meaning it wasn't their effort. Right. But no, I, maybe it. I wasn't clear. Let's assume the, the business started in the second relationship, had nothing to do with the first relationship. Would that community... Okay, so Go ahead. So, okay, so if it started in the second relationship, yeah, I was unclear. Okay, just okay. that community. So the kid from the first marriage gets nothing in that case. Um. So his so community property. So his so his dad's share. So if dad passed away, dad ah, owns got half it. of that business. Understood. Now also I got the it. other half. Out of the half that dad owned, his half would go to his children, and the other half to his spouse. So 25% of that business. So a little bit different than our first example, which was 50-50. This one is half goes to the, again, we'll just assume wife and husband. The wife gets half the business that started in their relationship. She get she gets another half, half, half of the half. Yeah. She gets half of the half from him. And then the other half goes to the kid from the first relationship in this example. Without This is all without a plan, right? That's that's the, the story we're right. talking about right. here. Okay. All right. So let's- so Go ahead. Here, here's something I see a lot too. So someone's, I've, I've a married couple and they've been married for a while and they have an account just in their name. And it's, that's just my account. And I have to say, well, what do you mean? That's just your account. Like <laughs> wh where did that money come from? Right. You know, so if it was an inheritance from their parents, that's their separate property. Ah. So it's not earned during the marriage. But if it's, if it's, um, if it came from their paycheck, they say, hey, you know, every week from my paycheck, I've been depositing some over here for a savings. Right. And I say, well, that's actually community property. Yep. Even though it's just in your name, it's still not your account. Right. All right. So, so the other scenario I wanted to talk about, it, the one that I fear happens a lot, and I have no data here, but it's just people, right? You, you, you do an estate plan in the first relationship, time goes by. I don't know. I don't know if you actually forget about it, but you forget to update it. Things change, just like we talked about in the beginning. If you don't update it and you get married and uh, and 
you know, have again, a kid in the second relationship, could that new relationship be cut out of most things or does the community rule still play? And if it's acquired during that relationship, it's kind of the same deal. Yeah. So the community property rules would apply. So no matter things what. acquired okay. during the new relationship would belong to that community. And then the things, um, uh, you had the tracing rule. So if you're mixing things, you know, mm-hmm. so if you had, you know, things before marriage and you're pulling out of those accounts and adding it to yep. the one, then you lose all the character of it. Got so. it. Yeah. And the thing I'm thinking about with this first relationship, let's just say you, you know, you had some things that were, I don't know, like you had a family heirloom, a Rolex watch or, or whatever, a car that you had your granddad gave you or whatever. And that was part of your estate plan. And you wanted to go to the first relationship and then you know stuff happens and you don't update it and you you maybe have best efforts or best intentions to it to go to the new the the second child if you don't update your plan it's going to the first right right yeah so if that if that plan is valid and then uh legal that that's controlling yeah exactly so 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 first we're talking about no plan is a plan Mm -hmm. and then there you got an old plan Right. An old plan also is a plan as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's kind of like in the, it could be in that same category of no plan, depending of on how old it is. It may not be meeting your needs anymore. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Just again, estate planning is important, especially if you're in real estate, you're, you're accumulating assets, assets appreciate assets, have inflation, mortgage pay down. There's a lot of wealth created with real estate. Any more advice just for someone when the time is right now, when, how frequently they should update it. Any just general advice as we wrap up this first episode? Yeah. So one, one final thing on this topic, here's something that I see quite a bit. So on the topic of the second relationship, mm-hmm. you know, where people are getting married, you know, later in life, or you made it's their second or third relationship. They already have some assets and they keep everything separate, but a lot of times they buy a house together. Mm-hmm. I would say it's easier if you come see me before or come see an attorney before and I can help both parties balance that interest. Meaning, um, you know, we can set up what happens to the house, you know, because sometimes one party uh, will be basically paying for it. You know, they, they have the money and they'll, they'll pay for it and they say, hey, you know, if I pass away, I want my partner to be able to live there mm-hmm. for the rest of their life, but I don't want it to go to their new partner, you know, their new right. Uh, so, so there, um, I, I do a lot of plans where I do two single trusts for married mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And then we put half of the house and both of the trusts or a partial interest. Oh, gotcha. And then, so depending on how much uh, one person's paid, we can control those interests. And then when they pass away, we can either give, I, I did one last week where she wanted to give her partner just two years to live there. Mm. But she set it up where... Um, basically it, it was her house, but when she passes away, she's going to give him 20% and the right to live there for two years. So as he sells that house, he'll get 20% of the proceeds and then 80% will go to her children. Very cool. So again, folks, kind of this episode here with our state attorney, no plan is a plan. Old plan is a plan. And again, just remember, you got to update it. That's the big thing. I've se- what I've seen with real estate investors, a lot of them get very interested. They do the plan, they meet with the attorney. And then when I ask them about it, when was the last time you updated it? They're like, you got to update those? Make sure you update those. And again, I apologize for this little monkey here making all the noise. I uh, 
I'm doing everything I we can. We all love Jimbo. He's the star of the show. Thanks, Thanks Claudia. <laughs> Appreciate that. Take care.